Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 139 of the Adventures in Angular show. This week on our panel we have Lucas Rubelke. Hello. Alyssa Nichol. Hey guys. Ward Bell. Hello there, folks. Joe Eames. Hey everybody. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv. And uh, I, I heard that there was this conference last week. Just a, a rumor. Nope. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah, you, no. you all saw each other and I went to Disneyland. Yeah, well, we definitely had the better time. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> I went to a business thing in the middle oh, of Disneyland. So it wasn't actually Disneyland. Yeah, the, the thing got scheduled, and then my wife changed our Disneyland trip and scheduled it right over the top. So I got to fly from LAX to Austin and back and miss half of the Disney trip. Ugh. Well, we, on the other hand, were having an amazing time at NGConf. So, you know, Woo! there's that to comfort you. <laughs> yeah, I heard there was hugging and stuff. And dancing. And rapping. And singing. Oh, man, it was epic. Yeah, it really was. First, like, hey, Joe, three cheers, man. You, you, you. What is this? Your fourth conference? The fourth one you've Number done? Four, yes. Number four. And it was, it was brilliant. And mm. um, I, I just, I mean, every everything was recorded, and that's a good thing because there's so much, you know. Uh, but but you should go anyway because there's so much you miss by seeing the recordings. As a matter of fact, I'm looking forward to seeing the recordings um, because I I got to raise my hand and the fact that I didn't see all that many of the um, of the presentations because I was having such an amazing time um, at, at the conference um, being with the people and that's really why if you can score a ticket folks out there you've really got to go yeah I mean I was are you trying to figure out how to stay current with Ruby and rails? I'm putting on a two-day online conference called Ruby Remote Conf. You can check it out at rubyremoteconf.com. Like I said, it's a two-day conference where you can come and listen to speakers and experts from all around the world talk to you about issues pertaining to Ruby and web development. We have an online Slack channel, a roundtable discussion on Zoom, and all of the talks are given over Google Hangouts, and all of the talks will be streamed to you live. Come check us out at rubyremoteconf.com. If you can score a ticket, folks out there, you've really got to go. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty disappointed because it's been so just terrific getting out there, talking to people. Um, you know, the overall experience, and, and I'm with Ward on this, you know, a lot of these conferences, I show up and I'll watch the sessions after the conference, but it's just being there and, you know, the energy and talking to people. That, that really and this is not a knock. It, it's not a knock on the on the presentations no, too. Not at all. The ones I saw were really good, and the ones I've seen since I've been back looking on tape have been very good. Um, so it, it, you know, and people put their heart and soul into it who are standing up there on stage. Um, but uh, it's really hard when you're given a choice between watching that and having a, an amazing hall, hallway conversation. I mean, you just got to take the conversation, right? I agree that makes sense. And well, you, that's it, definitely your style. You and John, you guys are definitely hallway chatting people. 
That's well, true. I guess it's different for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I certainly know that there's plenty of people that wouldn't miss, uh, you know, certainly some sessions, if not many of the sessions, just because that's kind of their, that's what they are really intent on getting out of it. And there are plenty of other people that feel like, ah, I'd rather, I'm okay to watch a recorded one if I'm having a really good conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, we want to enable that as well. Mm -hmm. We want to make it so that people can do that if they want. Well, and I think the since the the conference only allows for fifteen hundred people, um, I think you know there's the vast majority of people who don't score a ticket, right? So I think it was incredible that even the fair day things were streamed this year and um, available afterwards, just because it was just kind of I guess giving more of the ngconf experience to the vast majority, I think, of people. So, right, yeah, and we really wanted that. It was kind of funny because. Uh, Last year, we spent all kinds of effort and money to put together this one stream that just showed a little bit of everything, and nobody really cared about that. They just wanted the actual content, mm. the regular, <laughs> regular old stuff. We, I can't tell you how much time and effort it took to put that together. It was just crazy um, how much it took to put that together. And one thing that's interesting is a fellow speaker is that I think a lot of us are just kind of friends um, outside of the conference. Uh, so, for instance, like Justin Schwarzenberger, like you know, we talk, and so I kind of knew what he was what he was talking about. Or we, you know, a lot of the speakers we've talked, you know, in chats and different things about what they, um, you know, what they're into. And so, for me, is a speaker going to NGConf really the opportunity? The unique opportunity is to spend time with people who are using Angular in the attendees because. You know, we're fairly familiar with you know a lot of the content and where the other speakers are coming from, and so it's interesting where I think you know attendees go and they're like, oh, you know, we want to hear this new content or we want to be exposed to these new ideas. Or for me as a speaker, it's very much I want to go and be exposed to the community and spend time talking to people and just hearing what they're into and, and what they're learning, and you know from there just a ton of side conversations started about a bunch of other interesting things. And to me, that's really you know as a speaker, what's really special about NGConf. Yep, T totally agree. Uh, I have to say that that uh, because I wasn't speaking, I had a lot of assignments. Thank you, Joe, uh, to be <laughs> to be helping. You know, uh, uh, to be doing other kinds of things, and and that lifted the burden that uh, every speaker feels to keep perfecting and polishing the talk. But it meant that I was I spent a lot of time in the in the various rooms, like the Ask the Experts room and stuff like that, and it was. It was so much fun to sit with with attendees who brought real challenging uh, problems to the room and meet them face to face and um, dive into their code and uh, their their particular challenges and try and and um, find our way together through it. It's it was just very rewarding for me and I I like to think that the attendees felt the same way. I would think so. And uh, I know that you had a lot uh, of stuff that you needed to do as well. We try to keep the speakers pretty busy on like the fair day as well, make them available for people to talk to also, because not every speaker is as, uh, I don't want to say outgoing, uh, but maybe gregarious as you, Ward. <laughs> <laughs> gregarious. <laughs> um, 
and and is going to be having as many hallway conversations. Like seriously, if you go to a conference with Ward Bell and you don't end up at least chatting with Ward Bell for a few minutes, I don't know where you were hiding because I'm pretty sure Ward <laughs> Bell talks to everybody. I do my best. I love uh, you know, and it's not, I, it's not a chore at all. I just if you're out there and you see me, um, I want you to walk right up and say something because I want to meet you. Right. And so we tried to create opportunities for the speakers to uh, for the attendees to have those conversations with any speaker that they want to have that, com you know, an opportunity to chat with. So we give them, you know, their AM, they have their ask me anything sessions where people can go and ask questions in sort of a small group setting. And then we have have them posted at times in a couple of different rooms, the tour heroes room and the experts room where people can feel free to go in and um, talk to them about whatever. Yeah, I, I also got to um, MC on the fair day. And so that was actually really neat because um, not only was like introducing speakers later on after my talk um, or taking questions after, but um, there was a lot more people that I guess throughout the day that had rotated through that came up to me with questions from my talk previous in the day because I was just hanging around and they saw me on the mic again. And so it was, I don't know, it was a cool way of like actually creating more of those conversations that I guess wouldn't have happened because there was too big of a crowd at first or something. So huh. yeah, That's it was really cool. cool. Yeah. It was really neat. And so, thank you by the way for doing that. Heck yes. It was fun. I'm kind of curious as you were walking around the conference and talking to everybody in the case of Ward or, you know, whoever ran into Lucas or Alyssa, um, do you find that people are, I mean, where do you, where are people at? Are they at, well, we're still, we're still doing Angular one and we're slowly on the migration path or, you know, we're not, we're not quite even on the migration path or are people writing big honking applications, you know, uh, Angular two from scratch or, you know, what, what kind of a mix do you get as far as experience level and, um, you know, which version of Angular people are using? Yes. That's what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> All of the above. I, mean, I was actually surprised by the amount of like two apps. I, I don't know. I didn't expect that many people to already be upgraded uh, from at least the conversations I had. I was, I don't know, maybe supremely jealous because <laughs> my <laughs> app, the primary one that I have to work on at work is, is not upgraded yet. And so, you know, having those conversations, I'd be like, wait, really? Your art? Okay. Okay, cool. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, there was definitely a mix though, but I was happily surprised by how many people were already up to date. So. But I noticed do, that do, too. Are there more people that fit into one category versus the other, or was it really just a, a vast blend? My guess is more people are still using Angular 1 right now. So I taught the, in addition to organizing, I also taught a workshop the day before, and it was on migration. And so in the room, like I've got 50, 60 people that are there to hear about migration. So you'd think that the numbers would be skewed towards people that are doing Angular 2 there. Um, and probably half of them, their companies were still on Angular 1 and then just trying to make a migration of some kind. So my guess is at least half are still primarily doing Angular 1 at work. But I could be totally wrong. Huh. What's, what surprised me in the Ask the Experts room I guess I just mixed two of the rooms together by calling it Ask the Experts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it blurred. But um, 
uh, was how many people there brought were doing had already done some Angular, the new one, the modern Angular, and had really thorny um, challenges. I mean, I was they stumped me a lot of the time, and I spend a lot of a lot of my day um, with Angular and with the core team. And uh, I, you know, I had to sort of step aside. And fortunately, at this conference, you get an enormous number of the Angular core team uh, uh, attend, um, which is unlike any other conference you can go to, the, the, the sheer number of the Angular team that are there. And they had to, to bail out, uh, you know, help bail us out a couple of times, or even they were stumped by something. So... I ran into a lot of people who were really pretty far down the path of learning Angular uh, or using Angular uh, in uh, in the real life, uh, as well as the people that you were describing. And I met at least one, you know, I mean, the people who were coming to it rather new. Uh, and then I met one or two people who didn't have any at, at all. They were actually coming from, one of them was coming from the React community and wanted to know what this Angular thing was about, which I thought was um, wonderful. Well, it's quite quite an introduction, actually, <laughs> in GComp. Like quite an introduction to like your first yeah. Angular anything. Like that would be intense. I mean, intensely awesome. But I can't imagine just being like, "What is Angular?" <laughs> I guess I don't know. If you know other frameworks, though, it surely has things that you can relate to. So I think it does. Um, you know, we're we do have in common that we're trying to build certain kinds of applications on the front end and the web. And, um, uh, you, you know, I mean, I, I, for example, I looked at some of the tape of the eng of the react comp recently, and I understood everything that they were doing in there. Um, even though I don't program in react because we're trying to solve the, the same problem. I mean, not everything, there would be some, um, you know, button to push or flip, a switch to flip or something like that that I didn't know, but it's amazingly easy to jump between these uh, communities. Um, I have the same experience with React. I don't know any React, but uh, the minute I'm talking to somebody, I recognize uh, a bird of a feather there. That's that's somebody who's trying to cope with the same challenges that I am, and um, and it's very illuminating to see how those different frameworks um, approach a common problem in a slightly different way. Mm -hmm. what was it like for you joe i mean i you know you're a big you know you're a ringmaster back there right so uh have you recovered and what's it like for you well so that's a big loaded question <laughs> during the seven days from sunday night before the conference until saturday night after the conference i figure i put in about 104 hours of work from which was definitely my record. You know, this is by far the long, this is the longest ng-conf yet. And so that's my record for a work week of any kind. <laughs> kind of interesting. But um, like uh, some of those hours were doing some pretty fun things, right? So I, which I included them as work hours. This is my own tracking. It's not like I'm uh, billing anybody, but uh, I included those as work hours because I still had to kind of be in charge. But some of them, we took some attendees to a soccer game. Uh, we took some attendees to a movie and then I hung out with some attendees and had lunch, you know, at one point. So I'm including some of those type of hours because I still was doing something work related, managing attendees or whatever. But, uh, for me, really ng-conf is a, mostly a process of running from one thing to the next, making sure that something that's coming up is 
get gotten done. Like here's a case in point thing. Again, a thank you to Alyssa the night before Tuesday night uh, or sorry, Wednesday night, right? It's right. The night before Faraday, I'm chatting with Aaron and I said, Hey, I just thought about the fact that last year we had the three tracks going on and they were workshops. And since they were all basically just one hour workshops, everybody kind of knew what was going on and they just sort of managed themselves. This year we've got this mix. We've got some two hours. We've got some one hours. We've got some shorter talks going on. I don't think, I think we really need MCs in those rooms and, He's like, crap, you're right. So I had to spend a bunch of time that night scrambling around, trying to track down people that I felt like were competent enough to, uh, well, not necessarily competent enough, but people that uh, the uh, audience might enjoy seeing up there as an MC and uh, people I could trust to do get the job done and show up on time. So I had to track down something like eight, nine different people total to get the whole thing done. And I was doing that until... 1 a.m. I was sending an email to each of those people saying, all right, here's the room that you're going to be in from this time to this time. And then this person will show up and relieve you at this time. So that's an ex- just a great example of it. that night. At, and I was I did that. And then I stayed up that night until 3.30 because we had a problem with some video not going up. And I woke up at 7.30 to a phone call that we had a, uh, a guy for our Overwatch event that was supposed to be Thursday night. He was stuck in Toronto. He was a, a, a caster we had hired for this gaming event. He was stuck at Toronto, couldn't get there. So um, that was kind of my day. So that's that's what it's like for me. I, I think the things that I saw, I saw both of Shai's talks and then I saw both uh, keynotes because of the first of the day is about the only time that too many things haven't started happening that I can take some time and just watch. But those are the only talks I, I get to talk. And that's actually probably more talks than I've seen any other year. So for me, it's kind of running back and forth. But what's great for me is I get to talk to a lot of people because I'm going back and forth, these place, that place and grabbing people and asking them to do things or checking on stuff. I get to have lots of short conversations, not like you, Ward. I'm a little bit jealous. You get to have these longer drawn out conversations, but I get to have a lot of short conversations and I see a lot of people. And so for me, it's, it's really rewarding. And then you asked if I was recovered. Uh, I didn't actually need recovery, even though it was a 104 hour week. I didn't enjoy the work. So I enjoy that work as much, as much as I enjoy programming. So for me, I didn't need time when I was done to take a break and recoup and to go back to doing it. I could have just kept on, a, to be honest, if it had been still going. So that was what my week was like. How about you, Lucas? What was your week like? Well, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately rather, but... I had this really wild idea, or rather this feeling, that I wanted to convey in a talk uh, based on this funky YouTube video. And so um, I said, all right, well, I'm going to do something around music and MIDI and singing, and we're going to write a song about Angular. And so I spent pretty much Monday, Tuesday, and into Wednesday afternoon feeling like I was going to die and throw up at any time. And uh, <laughs> once, once the talk was done, and um, well, actually, on Tuesday, I did a workshop with Ryan Chenke on Electron. So that kind of, I think, took the edge off. But it was a very stressful 24 hours leading up to the talk. And then once it uh, finished and I landed on my feet, no broken bones, then um, really the rest of the, the conference was just about, I think, you know, being available and looking for opportunities to help and uh, converse with people and, you know, just kind of being, I think, you know, really just helpful. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it after, uh, after Wednesday afternoon. 
suddenly the conference got super awesome. I heard your talk went really well. I, I didn't see it, uh, as I said. So I heard, but I heard it went really well. Is that your impression as well? It, uh, so there was a little bit of confusion around how much time I had. Um, so some unknown individual, uh, but his name rhymes with rave, um, is, he said I had 10 minutes and Aaron, uh, bless his heart, uh, Frosty said I had five. And so we decided to meet in the middle at eight. And so <laughs> that, uh, that morning, um, at five in the morning, I actually got up and rewrote my entire script to, uh, be at eight minutes. And then I spent the rest of the day uh, trying to memorize it. Now, what's interesting is once I got on stage, I just think because the Angular community is so amazing that, um, especially we had a lot of moving parts. I just just was not nervous. I was just so just grateful to you know to be up there and you know kind of give this what appeared to be a nonsensical talk, but which really actually you know kind of hinting at some very serious things that you could do. In Angular, it's just like I immediately just calmed down and just had a lot of fun. And um, if you haven't seen the talk, uh, my friend Roger is just a phenomenal uh, musician. And we actually wrote what I feel is a really quite quite a good love song towards uh, for Angular. And um, as I was walking off the stage, I'm like, like, wow, like I can't believe that actually turned out. And I was thinking like, yeah, we're pretty awesome. And then this adorable five-year-old girl gets up and is just like, I'm five and I'm an Angular developer and I'm like, I've got nothing. Like I can't compete. She wins. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the one thing that I could have just totally just, you know, just humbled me back down to reality was, you know, just this adorable, you know, five-year-old girl who does, does Angular. And it's just like, universe, you are funny. (laughs) Yeah, actually I, yours is one of the ones that I caught some of uh, and I really enjoyed it, Lucas. So, uh, you may have put uh, sweat and tears into it, but it it, it came across, and uh, it was a it was a delight as part of the conference. Well, thank you. And uh, based on just the conversations we had around that, of like, well, how did you do this thing, or how did you you know was that keyboard really hooked up into your computer, and was that Electron? And actually, a lot of people didn't even realize my entire slide deck was actually an Electron app. And so, just kind of a lot of people were like, "What was actually going on there?" Because I think initially, I mean, Jeff Upley even tweeted like, "What is happening?" <laughs> you know, just kind of like, "What in the world did we just see?" Um, it kind of led to some really kind of interesting you know, conversations for me to kind of unpack, like you know, what we had actually done in the course of you know eight and a half minutes. And what was the last half of your experience like once the talk and your little the talk was over? It was. I mean, it was. Pretty phenomenal. Um, so one, I will say on behalf of my friend uh, Roger, who is not, he's technical, but he's not, you know, entrenched in the Angular community. He was, he was just floored at how, um, you know, just opening and welcome, you know, everybody was. And, you know, he felt right at home. And um, I, you know, I just met a, you know, a ton of people. And, you know, actually, believe it or not, a lot of people come up and just said, hey, you know, I really love what you, you know, what you do with, you know, Avengers and Angular and you know, we listen for a long time. And, you know, I think for me, I kind of make it just like this one hour block of time that we do every week. And we, you know, it's hard for me to think about, you know, people actually listen to this. And so meeting people that, you know, even ref- reference like a specific episode that they liked, um, I think that it kind of makes just, you know, everything worthwhile for you know, what we do and, you know, we put out there. And so it's just, to me, it was like a, a mini vacation at that point. It's just like, hang out with, 1,500 of my best friends, and let's talk about the things that I like. 
Yeah, definitely. Rob like Rob Ormo likes to describe it as as um, going to a high school reunion where you actually like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the really great reasons to come to NGConf is the chance that you will be standing in the hall and Alyssa will come charging through the crowd at you <laughs> with this gigantic smile on her face, which I can I must say, I don't know when you don't smile. And you're just, you just burst through the crowd and you, uh, you embrace whoever it is and, um, and you are f- ready to engage and have a conversation. So that's my image of you at all times, just bouncing <laughs> around through the halls and stuff. Now, so is, it really, is that really you or is that just somebody else? No, that's really me. It was really funny, actually, because I was, um, we were going, it was the after, it was like the very last day, and a lot of us, like speakers and attendees, were going out to dinner, and um, all of like the, you know, hard work and and sleeping had kind of caught up to me. And so I just kind of walked up to the group, like, a, you know, a normal person walks, like, and I had like three different people ask me what was wrong. And I was like, I'm just walking. Like, <laughs> but apparently, I guess if I'm not, um, I don't know, I asked them, I was like, do I, do I look horrible? Like what's, what, what's wrong with my appearance? And they're like, no, you're just not bouncing around. And I was like, oh, okay. So no, that is my normal state is usually, um, energetic and ecstatic, um, which can be annoying at times because as a developer, you know, like the keyboard is stationary and if I'm not, that's like an issue. So, (laughs) but no, it, uh, I had such an amazing time and it's one of the things where I, I feel, it feels like summer camp to me. I've never actually had a high school reunion. Um, so I guess I think I have one coming up in two years, but that, so, so I don't really know what that feels like. But for me, it's like summer camp where you're getting to like, sleep somewhere different and there's a ton of people there for the same common reason and you're hanging out and there's a bunch of like oh man hats off to the ngconf organizers and staff because um it's just my husband uh like came with and he said it was by far he's an ember fan not an angular fan by the way and he said it was by far the (laughs) most um outstanding and well-organized conferences he's ever just witnessed and so it was just, it's always an actually a, like a, a miracle or something, like an entertainment miracle watching all of these moving cogs. And um, I told him actually that I felt a little sad because I was, you know, I was on stage all three days and there was rehearsals for Shy's like rap that we had to do. And that was hilarious because there was at one point where Frosty and Shy are both like hollering at me to like walk more like a gangster. And I'm like, dude, this is a gangster walk. And they're like, no that's not gangster. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Not everyone was born with this innate gangster walk. Like it was hilarious. They had to actually like do it for me on stage a couple of times. And I was, it was, it was bad. If you have not seen the video, you can try and, and, and witness my ridiculous gangster walk. But, um, I was a little sad because I was sitting out in the audience on the first day and I turned to my left and I see an attendee and they're taking notes, right? Like they're taking copious notes of what's going on. And, <laughs> that was me, my very first NGConf. Um, and I miss that. Like, I, I don't know if you, you guys miss that, but I miss the, 
I get to experience this versus I'm putting on the experience. And I had a blast, but it's almost like once you've seen the man behind the curtain, you can't, you can't unsee him. You know, like I, I don't think I could ever just go to a conference now as an attendee and be perfectly happy once being a part of the show. Does that make sense? Like, I, I don't know if, if any no. of you've experienced this. I think for me, just because I have been involved and we've seen the wizard behind the curtain, which, by the way, is Joe. Okay, who am I? <laughs> it's, it's Sonny. Um, Pay no attention young. to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> is that, you know, once you see all just all the hard work that goes into the conference and the opportunities to help out. Um, if I went to any conference um, now, even just as an attendee, I would I would be compelled to just go up to the organizer and just be like, Hey, what can I do to help? Can I fold t-shirts? Can I help check people in? Just because that, because you've seen how much work goes into it and how many opportunities there are to make that a better experience for other attendees. It would be, I think, very hard for me to just passively consume mm. a conference. Uh, do you guys hear that? Yeah. Yes. That was uh, my hangout. So just snip that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is that coming from? It's coming from above. <laughs> Yeah, we actually had a lot of people. Does your team need to master AngularJS? Oasis Digital offers Angular Bootcamp, a three-day in-person workshop class for individuals or teams. Bring us to your site or send developers to ours, angularbootcamp.com. <laughs> I was like, where is that coming from? It's coming from above. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a lot of people volunteer to help us choose who would win prizes. So I had a lot of that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> isn't that like randomized? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's totally randomized. Oh goodness. That's hilarious. Well it's pseudo randomized. No, I... Yeah. But I definitely feel like the people that are there love to help out as well. There's been tons of times when I need to like, I need some extra muscle hauling a computer around places and I can just grab a random attendee or two in the hallway and say, hey, would you help me uh, carry a box or something? Um, I We had a contest on Friday during the com- conference where we asked people to tweet out their some kind of a movie title that was angularized, right? And so myself, a buddy of mine, and Kip Lawrence, one of the other organizers, we were all in the back watching the stream of people uh, on Twitter tweeting these things out, and we're collating them and trying to pick the good ones from them and make a short list. And then I needed to kind of like narrow it down to either, uh, to a couple maybe, so that we could pick a winner. So I grabbed the two random attendees that were sitting in front of me and sat between them and said, hey, will you guys help me? And of course, they were very happy to help out. And I, I experienced that a lot of the time is that people are always saying, what, what can I do? How can I help? Mm, yeah. So, Joe, I imagine that um, people pay, the people who, who pay to come to the conference, that actually their bosses pay um, right. or, or come up with the cash. And so um, they might not, if they were having to listen to us, they might think, wow, so it's just one big party, huh? That's what I'm paying for. And uh, so I think it probably behooves us to mention how much solid um, learning goes on during this time. I mean, all this um, goodwill and so forth really is opening the mind to the learning that goes on 
But I saw just a lot of light bulbs going off throughout the week, whether it was discussions about uh, how and where to use observables and uh, because there's so, there's so much of these things you can sort of read the technical thing, but you really want to talk to somebody about how it feels to use it in real life and where the gotchas are. So there would be there might be a, a, a talk about that. There were a lot of discussions I saw about how to do dynamically constructed pages, which isn't something that you think you can uh, do easily in Angular. Um, a lot of people talking to each other, not just to me. I could overhear conversations uh, where they would probe some technical points. Uh, and, you know, when they're sitting at home in their office working for you, the person with the checkbook, what you don't know is um, they need to talk to other people who are doing the same kinds of things they are to find out um, what whether they're doing it right or whether there's another way to do it and, and what the trade-offs are. And you don't get that uh, just by reading, you know, reading and looking at the videotapes. You get that by... Uh, sitting in on conversations throughout the week when you're coming here to ng-conf so so boss your money's going um to a good place when you're sending your people here <laughs> yeah absolutely there's so many like side conversations that i got to be a part of of let's actually open it up and check it out and see how this is done or even just verbalizing how to walk through different steps and i think even if it's something because sometimes you're right word where it's like oh, are you guys doing it this way? How How's a better way of doing it? But also there's parts where I've seen people have those light bulb moments where they're like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, I didn't even know that was possible, much less do it better. So it, it's just an incredible, really hard to encapsulate in, you know, any amount of words experience. But I, I definitely agree. It's well, well worth sending your employees. And we always try to um, provide... You know, a big multitude of different kinds of value so that there's it's not just a matter of uh, sending a person to watch a talk, right? There's more things going on. And if that's primary, the primary activity they get that they engage in is just watching the talks, then that's great. But also those hallway conversations with random other attendees, the opportunity to speak with an expert and talk about some very specific challenge, the workshops that are happening before and after, the social events, again, just to make connections with people that are doing, even if you don't have a conversation in the hallway about something you're doing, but if you meet somebody, become friends, and then later on you have a resource to hit up over email or whatever, if it's just over even over Twitter and say, hey, um, I'm doing this thing, right? Those, those kinds of things are so valuable to increase the scope. And it relates a lot to the fact that just more minds come up with more options and improved ways to do things. I tell people when they're starting out in programming that the, one of the best things they can do is hopping around uh, from job to job simply because it'll increase the number of people that they actually talk to and get ideas from. I know that's not uh, – sometimes it's bad for the employer, so hopefully an employer can just make that happen by – but if you just work with one team of like four people for a couple of years and that's all your exposure is for the first part of your career, that's you're missing out on a lot of opportunities. And so we want that to facilitate that as much as possible at the conference, meet people, uh, exchange new ideas, hear about new things, right? Not just see a talk. So one of the things that I think really needs to be mentioned because it's it's been well it's been on a lot of our minds uh, 
is um, they, I saw a lot more women developers at this conference than I can remember seeing it at any of the conferences in a long time. Now, it's by no means uh, anywhere near the number we should expect. Um, but it was, uh, it was a real joy to, um, have technical conversations. I'll, I'll just say it. I'm just going to say it. It's what a joy <laughs> it is to have technical conversations with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, it's a different vibe. It's a different perspective. It makes me change the way I speak because, uh, you know, there's a, there's a hail fellow well met kind of thing that I'm, I'm sort of gender trained for. Uh, and it, and that gets in the way of understanding, um, uh, all the, you know, you know, some of the time. And, and so, um, it was wonderful. And, and you guys picked some really good, um, speakers too, uh, who happened to be women. And I was just, I just was, I felt like instead of being in an all boys club all the time, it was only a partial all boys club all the time, which is a huge step. It was amazing. I I had a lunch actually on the, I think it was the middle day and I, there was another woman speaker and then a woman attendee. And, um, I sat down at the table with them and we started talking and, um, I had to run because I needed to go and practice with shy. And so I hurried and ate lunch real fast. I got to know them and I was like, wow, you guys are really cool. And at the end of eating, I was like, um, well, thank you so much for making me feel super welcome. Um, I've been to conferences in like the recent past that it was pretty hard and isolated. And I was like, so even as a speaker, like, thanks for making me feel welcome. And there was like two or three more women just walking by. I had no idea they were listening to our conversation and they like, like almost like did a, like a 180 and they go, Oh, this is a welcoming table. And they're like, can we sit here? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> Of course. So I got up and like the table filled up and I look back at like this all woman developer table that just spontaneously happened. And it was it was really cool. So I don't know. I have just not only like as far as like woman diversity, but just I don't know. It's a very welcome and loving vibe uh, that NGConf is always like from my experience is always catered. And so thanks for that. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys noticed that. It's definitely something we work hard at. Uh, I think the, aren't the industry numbers something like it's like nine percent of tech is female, and then development it's like six or seven percent are female. I think there's some. I think that's the numbers, and we really push hard. We do a lot of like reaching out to women's coding groups, offering, reminding them about tickets, and trying to sell more tickets to uh, women and get more women to just show up as the t- audience. We can have a very direct control over. Uh, the number of female speakers by reaching out to the female speakers and inviting them to uh, submit. But attendees is a little bit harder to have so much direct control. So we have to do a lot more effort and reach out to try to get the attendance percentage up. And so our percentage, our attendance percentage for women is something like 15 or 16%. So wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, we're always doing you know, looking for new ways that we can increase those numbers, right? If anything that any ideas that people have for how that we hear about for how to increase the attendance numbers for women, we are always looking at how we can ways that we can do that. So, kind of in in that vein, if if I will, I think actually one of the most interesting uh, highlights of the conference for me 
is um, there was a scheduled Adventures in Angular on the fair day, and um, apparently Ward and I got the memo, and uh, no one else was there. I think John like poked his head in um, and just saw like what was happening. It was just like, whoa, it's a trap. I'm out of here. But anyways, um, you know, we we show them we're sitting there and we're like, where is everybody? And like, well, like, what do you want to talk about? And everybody's like, Redux. Like, let's talk about Redux. And I, I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, <laughs> this is the worst possible like outcome. Like, this is the last place I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like this is a trap. Like, I I felt like I was just kind of painted in a like I was just trapped in this corner. <laughs> and, you know, my, just my instinct, I'm like, this is like, of all the things, like, you know, in a room with Ward, and we're going to duke it out over Redux. You know, I thought, I felt the same way. I felt like I, like you and I were in a cage and they were poking us yeah. with a stick. I mean, that's saying, fight, 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 fight. And it was, it was not, it, it, it didn't look good because I, wait, I what was, happened? I totally missed this. What happened? Yes, you did miss it. Um, <laughs> glare, emoji. The so well basically so we're sitting there and, and nobody else is there and so someone's like let's talk about Redux and you know it's just kind of like oh like great like are we gonna like have like a street fight here and I just I I caught myself and this is just goes into some of the mindful stuff that I've, I've just been doing and I said okay like let's talk about it and hats off to Ward for just I think really articulating his side of the conversation really well and is. Is this thing is progressing? I'm just making a point to like let me just listen, and and not try to interject, not listen for my turn to talk and defend myself, but let me just listen and and just really try to hear what uh, Ward is saying. And over the course of you know 60 minutes, or however long the conversation went, is I begin to realize that we actually care about a lot of the same things. We're just solving it a little different. You know the patterns are. Actually, the shapes are kind of in the same place. They're just, you know, just slightly different. And um, it ended up being a really productive conversation that led off into, I think, some more bigger, broader points of like, don't just do something because everybody else is doing it. Exercise critical thought, you know, when evaluating technology or an, an idea just because it's popular doesn't mean it's right for you. And a lot of really good kind of axioms came out of that. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll say this, and this is just me being you know, very heartfelt, is after that conversation, I just had so much more respect for Ward and just, you know, the experience that he has. And it's just like, oh, he's just, you know, he's old school and, and whatever. But actually taking the time to listen and hear what he has to say, I realized he had a lot of really good ideas. And we didn't really vary on too many things that we actually share a lot of the same value systems. And a lot of people uh, came up and, and actually thanked us, you know, me personally for having and taking the time to have that conversation. So, um, you know, toward I give you a big high five and um, you know, thank you for letting me just have that opportunity to just hear and listen and, and learn. So um, it, was a, it was a, I think it was a big takeaway is when you stop and listen that, you know, you can actually realize that maybe somebody that you think you're at odds with or maybe framed in that way, maybe not so much. And you might actually have some common ground that will actually bring you closer together. Well, well, thank you, Lucas. And I felt I felt the same way um, because I felt it kind of trapped in this sort of uh, crazy position of antagonism that I don't actually feel, but it, it almost seems like a performance. Um, and you kind of helped draw us out of that sort of the familiar um, uh, kind of locked in, not listening kind of thing. 
Uh, and so, so you made it more of a conversation and you also therefore drew out a point that I, I, I'd almost forgotten, which is, you know, I've been so busily challenging the complexities that you may not know about when you're, um, uh, following the redux path that I neglected the complexities that you can run into when you're following the path that I recommend, uh, all the time. And, you know, I was sort of covering, painting things over. And and you were you you shed some light on some of the things that we have to pay attention to, in, in terms of um, you know so where does the validation take place and uh, how do the business rules work in a you know when you have mutable data and and crud and I realized that I had left out part of the story there part of the weight uh, and burden that you carry when you when you take the mutable data approach that I I've been talking about so much. Um, so, so again, it was that it was a, it was a richer conversation. I think we managed to avoid the, he said, she said kind of thing. And, uh, I came away with, uh, an appreciation of you too, my friend. High five and angular hug. <laughs> nice. All right. Anything else we want to bring up before we go to picks? Have you ever felt like you're falling behind or that the programming world is moving so fast that it's impossible to keep up? Then there's the issue of knowing where to go to make sure you're up to date. Well, the answer is to join a community dedicated to discussing the latest in Angular. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if you got adventures in Angular all day? Well, you can, kind of. We've set up a Slack team for adventures in Angular that you can join. And that means you can connect with our listeners and guests on a platform you're most likely already using. Plus, we've set up a Keeping Current channel that pulls stories from across the web to help you know what people are talking about. And coming soon, we'll be holding monthly webinars and roundtable video chats to connect with experts in the community and with each other. So come join us at adventuresinangular.com slash slack. All right. Anything else we want to bring up before we go to picks? I'm sad I missed um. it. I don't think so. We haven't officially. I know what the date is for next year. But we haven't officially announced it yet, so I'm gonna keep it to myself. Oh, come um, on! <laughs> at uh, RubyConf uh, and RailsConf every year, they always announced where the next conference was going to be. So maybe you can, can tell us where it's going to be. It's going to be in Salt Lake. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. Platinum America. It's just getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and do some picks ward do you want to start us off with picks uh yeah my pick is this do not install new software five minutes before you're about to do a webcast just a pro tip <laughs> don't do it don't no matter how easy and obvious it seems don't do it. I thought I learned this lesson watching my friend Glenn Block install a new operating system just before he went on, which was obviously silly. But um, don't do it. That's my tip. Nice. Joe, do you have some picks for us? Yeah, so I just got one main pick, obviously, besides NGConf itself. Uh, this NGConf, I got to do something that was really cool, and I got to launch a project that I've been working on for quite a while, but this has been uh, so kind to contribute her amazing uh, design <laughs> and CSS skills towards. More to so, come. <laughs> listen, I launched maybe the official launch of ngdoc.io, which is the unofficial Angular documentation. 
And uh, it's just a collection of blogs and courses and videos that the community themselves have come up with. And I've just spent many, many, many hours collecting all these up and putting them all in one place and tagging them and making them easily searchable and also indicating what version they apply to so that you don't get confusing results between Angular, the old Angular, AngularJS, and the new Angular, which is Angular, which is now on version 4. So you don't have to worry about accidentally getting results for the wrong version. So I put that all together. Check it out, ngdoc.io, and it's very simple to add your own blogs or other content that you know of that isn't already on there. You could just uh, simply log in with your Google account and add, add more content. I've already seen, we've already had like 60 or so articles added by other people and I'm still spending lots of time adding more content up there myself. Mm, I'm yeah, super I, excited I, about it. <laughs> I want to pile on because some people thought, oh, oh, here it is. It's the war of the documentation, you know, because Ward <laughs> leads... Ward leads the official uh, Angular docs, and what is this ng docs thing? And uh, and so I want to be like, and, and I people approached me, and I said, "What do you?" And they said, "What do you think about that ng docs thing?" Like I was feeling threatened. And, 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 ooh, and of course I said, oh, "It's a horrible, horrible idea." What are they? No, I said, "No, this is exactly the right thing. We need curated. We need a place where people can make community contributions." And um, and where they can go to find curated, you know, somewhat curated content, not completely random content that's produced by folks out there. And and we who are responsible for the official Angular docs see ourselves as 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 having to do the official stuff, um, and that's kind of a trampoline uh, for you all of you out there to to riff on what we say, to explore it in greater depth, to see where it takes you in the voice that you speak in. In the way you want to tell the story, and and ng docs is a a place where your voice can be found, uh, because we can't do that in the official docs. So I see them as enormously complementary, and I want to get that ng doc, not ng docs, and I want to get that that thought out there that these are uh, uh, completely complementary approaches to conveying information about Angular. Yeah, we were actually, um, I'll do my pick as um, we did an Angular Air episode this week. And it was talking about contributor days, which happened right after NGConf. And it turned into a really cool episode about talking about just issues um, that we've seen or experienced in the community and ways that we could fix that. And so I think um, something that came out of it was people have been asking for or really desiring a curated list of not just articles or blogs, but a curated list of like apps, whether they're um, apps that you can see the like source code or whether they're just like made by like made with Angular. So I think that's um, something that Joe, we should talk about is just adding another type um, that could be apps that either can point to a GitHub or just points to the URL itself. Because I think that would be another cool like curated piece of content that we could go ahead and provide. So um, I'm really excited about it, and I think it's going to be awesome. And I, I can't believe people keep prodding you to war, like Ward. What's up with that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, like what? <laughs> I don't know. It's like it, it's high school, you know. It feels like that sometimes. They want to go, you know, they want to go see see them duke it out, and and I'm I'm too old for that stuff, man. I, I have no interest in in that. I I see us as uh, as a community. Uh, all trying to do our part, and um, so 
there you have it. You're not going to get that. You'll get you'll get vociferous opinion from me because I know no other way. But you're not going to get a fight out of me. <laughs> All right, Lucas, what are your picks? So uh, two picks. Um, perfect segue from Angie Doc and Alyssa's amazing uh, CSS work because I know that we're on Adventures in Angular, but there's actually this little thing called Adventures in Web Animations that I started to watch on Code School, and uh, I think it's pretty interesting and entertaining, and I like the song, and it is uh, done by yours truly, Alyssa Nicole, and uh, she is actually really, really good. Uh, so your on-camera presence is uh, pretty phenomenal. So that's my first pick. Um, thus far, it's been uh, quite entertaining to to watch. Um, little gem, I'm like, oh, what's this? Hey, I know her. Oh, wow. <laughs> And uh, and then my second pick is the book, The Day the Crayons Quit. And um, we must have bought it for our kids. And I was reading it to them. Um, so I was trying to get my six-year-old to go to bed. And I just kept like laughing and laughing. Like, it's just a really funny book. And um, I think you get it on like Amazon for like nine bucks. But it's, you know, kids love it. But it's actually like this underlying, like really clever you know, humor um, in the book. So... I think it has like five stars out of like 3,400 reviews on Amazon. And uh, I was just, I was pretty floored about like what a funny, clever book of the days, the day the Crayons quit is. Awesome. I'm going to jump in here with a couple of picks. Uh, the first one is something that I haven't seen. And now I feel kind of silly for not having seen it. Um, but uh, these folks were talking about it before the show. And I guess there's a trailer out for the next Star Wars movie. So. Um, I'm I'm excited. I, I know what I'm doing five minutes after the show. Um, oh, you haven't seen it yet? No. You haven't seen it? Ah! <laughs> You're like very under prioritizing your life right now. Like what is up with that? You uh, haven't yeah. seen the new trailer. I was very traveling for like two weeks. I had just no <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Jeez, uh, guess what? I had no idea either. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ward. You made me make me feel so much better. Or do you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Fight. I'm excited about Fight. that. You guys, oh really? Now that's something worth finding. I mean, really seriously, we've got to find another way to spend our lives than watching <laughs> Star Wars trailer. This is Wait. this is this is the downfall of Western Wait, civilization. Yeah, watching Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> that's that's really how we should be. So anyway, so I'm excited about that, and then. Um, just overall, just uh, I, I went to a conference. So I went to a conference this last week. Um, it was a business conference and I, you know, met a bunch of people. And overall, just again, I just want to push the idea of talking to people. Um, now, this particular conference, they actually have uh, receptions as part of the conference after the talks are over. Um, so two out of the three nights that I was there, they, you know, I, I went to these things and met people and talked to them and it's just it's it's just amazing going in you know talking to people about what you're working on and then getting all of these ideas and feedback and anyway it's super exciting so so i'm i'm i i just really love the way that a lot of this goes down so yeah those are my picks and uh yeah we'll go ahead and wrap this one up thank you all for coming and we'll catch you all next week peace out Peace.
Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.